Thank you for joining us for our latest Cypher Shaw Policy Matters podcast. The future is here. The NLRB plans to vigorously enforce employee rights. I'm Ashley Cano, and I'm a partner in the Labor and Employment Group in CIFAR's Chicago office. A large part of my practice focuses on traditional labor matters, including counseling employers on the applicability of the National Labor Relations Act to workplace rules and policies, and defending employers against unfair labor practice charges before the National Labor Relations Board. With me today is John Phillips, who's a senior associate in CIFAR's Houston office, and who also focuses on traditional labor matters. John, it's great to be with you again. Good morning, Ashley. Yeah, it is. It's great to be here with with you also. Um, And, you know, it's great to be hosting another Policy Matters podcast. Thanks, John. So um, our discussion today picks up where we left off in February uh, when we discussed anticipated changes at the National Labor Relations Board under the Biden administration. As we mentioned last time, one of President Biden's first acts in the White House was to replace the general counsel of the NLRB with Peter Sung Orr, who has been the regional director of the NLRB's Chicago office. And we also discussed uh, expected changes that employers should be ready for from the board in the in, in the coming years. You know, one of those expected changes is the expansion of the definition of protected concerted activity under the National Labor Relations Act or the uh, Act. Under Section 7 of the Act, both union and non-union employees have the right to engage in what's called uh, concerted activities. And what the, what the statute says is concerted activities where the purpose of collective bargaining or other mutual aid or protection. Um, And so employers can't discipline, terminate, and they can't otherwise take adverse action against employees for engaging in activity protected by the the act. So so this naturally raises the question, what does protected concerted activity mean? Traditionally, uh, in order to qualify as protected concerted activity, an employee's conduct must be both concerted, that is either joint or collective, uh, and it also must be for the purpose of mutual aid or for protection. In other words, the employee must be engaged in activity that is intended to help the group, not just him or herself. That's exactly right. Um, And the NLRB is already beginning to explore the scope of that definition and to expand it. So um, specifically on March 31st, Acting General Counsel Orr sent a memo to the NLRB's regional directors in which he emphasized that protected concerted activity can encompass more than what's traditionally been understood to be such activity. Um, In that memo, Mr. Orr raised a number of points that indicate he's very interested in expanding the scope of protected activity. For example, he stated that employee advocacy can have the goal of mutual aid or protection even when the employees have not explicitly connected their activity to workplace concerns. So, in his view, this includes employees' political and social justice advocacy. In other words, the NLRB's acting general counsel is signaling to the regional offices that employees who are outspoken on certain political topics or on social justice issues may be protected by the act. This would mean that an employee doesn't necessarily need to be speaking about a topic that traditionally relates to working conditions in order to be protected. The idea here is that discussion of political or social justice issues, such as race, immigration, and the like, although that's not commonly thought of as implicating working conditions, those can constitute protected concerted activity if there's a general nexus to employees' interests as employees. John, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about some of the examples the acting GC included in his memo? Sure. The acting general counsel included several examples in the memo that I thought were were pretty Interesting. For one, he noted that a single hotel employee's interview with a journalist 
about how the minimum wage affected her and employees like her constitute protected activity. So, you know, this was just one employee interviewing a, a journalist, you know, not, not a, a group of them. Another example was a single employee leaving work to attend a demonstration where she and others, but, you know, pre presumably not others from her place of employment, actually, advocated for a $15 minimum wage. And, and a final example was an employee protesting a crackdown on undocumented Im immigration and the possibility of workplace immigration raids. And in, in, the, in the acting GC's view, at least as laid out in the memo, uh, the employee's conduct in each of these instances had the objective goal of improving their workplaces and concerned issues with their employer's control, uh, such as the payment of wages and the willingness to hire immigrants. So he is clearly signaling the intent of the GC's office to take a close look at political and social justice activity by employees in the uh, workplace and to take a broad view of the protections afforded to such activity. Yeah, that's right. And another interesting aspect of Mr. Orr's memo and an area that shows the breadth of his view of protected activity was his discussion on what's known as inherently concerted activity. So in Mr. Orr's view, um, there are certain topics that are inherently concerted because they necessarily impact employees' working conditions, even if the employee engaging in that conduct hasn't met with or discussed the topic with his or her fellow employees. So um, some examples of those topics are wages, work schedules, job security, workplace health and safety, and race discrimination was mentioned in the memo. So the exact contours of what this means aren't clearly laid out in the memo, but employers should be aware that the acting general counsel of the NLRB is likely to take a very broad view on what constitutes protected concerted activity. This obviously stands in stark contrast to the position that the Trump NLRB took in recent years. For example, Back in 2019, in All-State Maintenance LLC, uh, a case uh, before the board, the board took a more limited view of what constitutes protected concerted activity. And in that case, Lauren McSaren, who President Biden has appointed as chair of the NLRB, wrote a scathing dissent. So I think we can expect that her dissent will become the majority view of the NLRB very soon, once President Biden has the opportunity to nominate and confirm two more members to the board. Yeah, and in, in the meantime, I think employers should be, you know, uh, aware that the general counsel's office will be scrutinizing retaliation claims very closely, um, and and the, and the office may pursue charges against companies that discipline or terminate employees for engaging in social justice or similar type activities. You know, and that's whether that be in the in the workplace, online, or to outside activist groups or journalists. So it's important for employers to be careful whenever an employee is arguably engaging in an activity that might be covered by the, the act. To avoid being the test case that expands the definition of protected concerted activity, it's important to stay up to date on the state of the uh, law and the changing enforcement priorities at the uh, board. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's also reasonable to expect many more changes in the coming months and years at the board. Um, including changes with regard to the board's stance on joint employment, deferral issues, access to employer email systems, confidentiality and investigations, uh, withdrawal of recognition, access to property, and a number of other topics um, affecting employers. So because of this, um, I expect that you and I will likely be back with more podcast episodes in the relatively near future to discuss those changes as they roll out. But we're out of time for today. Um, so we'd just like to thank everyone for joining us for this episode of Policy Matters Podcast. We hope you found it insightful and your SciFarts team will be back soon with more Policy Matters content and podcasts. Thank you. Thank you.